Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. This week, we'll be covering 90 Day Fiance, Season 9, Episode 10, In the Ring. See what they did there? Rings? Get it? Ooh. Yeah. They're getting really good at naming these. So, quick update, Sports with Ellie. My nephew's baseball season is over. I do not have to see that mother again. Really looking forward to not having her in my life. So, our nephews finished the season, but they both made their all-star teams. One thing that I've found is that there is a lot of travel required for these teams. There is. We went to a game a half hour away last week. Someone's going to say half hour. I know that's nothing compared (laughs) to like these club teams and stuff like that. But right. Teams going across states and stuff. Yeah. Like one of our nieces, she goes to like Vegas for tournaments. Yes. And that's just one example. I mean, they're going to different states. That's it's a big commitment. Long story short, parents, you're killing it. It's also uh, it's it's Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Yes, yes. Yeah, happy Juneteenth. Appreciate Take some time you. for yourself. Mm-hmm. One small show update. We haven't been doing the Friday show slot just because there's not married at first sight. And then I felt bad starting something and then not finishing it or not doing it as well as I could if I had that whole slot available. Married at first sight is coming back in July, so we'll start up with that. In my head, I'm debating, which I should probably include you in this debate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd just show it. I was debating on if we would do each episode, as we normally do, right. or if we should do all the weddings together. So watch the first three episodes, do them together as the initial wedding ones, and then continue week by week. As much as I would like to do three episodes. Might be a lot. Well, I'm sorry. As much as one I episode. actually, as much as I'd like to do one episode, that is going to be a lot of content to recollect, write notes That's on, true. to sort of put out one episode. Where it seems like just the way these communities, it's just it's just the way we are as humans, right? Like there's a show, like there's so much on social media immediately after it, a couple days after, just of uh, opinion pieces or, or conversations going on that I feel like we might miss a lot with our That's fans true. doing that. Unless we're super heavy on social media during those times. Well, but then we, how many, that is the only show we live tweet. But there are, there are also episodes that it's almost like our folks, they're like, wow, that happened. You know, that happened like three episodes ago. That's folks true. are going to be a little bit disconnected. So Kim and Kyle are on vacation this week. There is no Monday show. And honestly, I miss it. So yeah. I feel that. I guess, I, I guess that's the perfect example of, yeah, I shouldn't put a show out three weeks late. For my own convenience, because yeah, yeah, I do miss my own podcasts. Then I feel like we try to keep episodes fairly slim, just because we know, folks. There's like a, I feel like there's like this nice half hour, forty five minute, yeah. under hour window. I think under hour is that my is, sweet spot. Yeah, that's really good for a lot of people because it's almost too detailed. We all watched the same show, mm-hmm. so you don't need to get into everything. I think that's what we're learning through this podcasting process is. We all watched it. Don't need every little replay. Maybe there's like a balance of you know, everyone's average drive home or something. 30, 40 minutes. Get, get sneak in that pod. That's true. Cool. Made that drive a little bit easier. Now you're home chilling. Back to 90 Day. We'll start with Emily and Kobe. They went to Rock City. Not a whole lot happened there. I still don't really know what Rock City is. Kobe had the perfect reaction <laughs> as honestly a lot of Americans may have. They weren't even like big rocks, though. It was just some rocks. Small rock formations. Yes. 
She was kind of jazzed about You know it. what I thought it was at first? Hmm. Do you know, I don't even know where this is. It might be South Dakota. Okay, I don't even know. I'm not even going to make that up. Where you can look for your own diamonds. Oh, wow. I thought it was that. Oh, I see. Yeah, that our friend was talking about the other so, day, how she wants to go and dig stuff up. She said she's leaving her kids. <laughs> she's going herself. Yeah, digging for gold would be cool. Yeah. I don't know if taking photos... Doing the sifting, cute. I don't know if I'm into the taking photos with rocks. You're not. You would be a baby. Yeah. (laughs) But the bigger storyline here is money. When Kobe and Emily are in the car, Kobe talks about wanting to conserve the money that is meant for the wedding. Maybe not spend the whole 10K. Now, is this money that the parents have sort of said, we will give you up to 10K? For sure. Because they didn't really say that, right? They just said, oh, like, we have 10K. Like, Yeah, they were probably saying, hey, we'll give you 10K, use it how you want. And okay. Kobe's trying to be conservative, which I fully support. But Emily says she wants nice things and nice flowers. It's incredible how some folks, they treasure things and others don't. Like, yeah. Emily seems really focused on having this sort of, not really extravagant, but not a cheap wedding. Yes. Not a cheap wedding. A, a decent amount she of... She gets what of, she wants, and that's what she <clears throat> wants. A decent amount of guests, good food, probably a good venue. But it, she still makes sure to say, it's not going to be the 200-person wedding that she wants. Honestly, we'll probably talk about it in a moment, but since we're talking about money and expenses, her dress wasn't something I would deem like, wow, that's like super expensive. No, it was like it was 975 decent. Yeah. I, I thought, I'm like, wow, that's kind of conservative. It's a good chunk of money, but... From what we've seen, wedding dresses can be so expensive. So it is nice that she kept it semi-reasonable. Mm-hmm. Pro tip, if you're getting married in spring and summer, there's probably a local farm or farmer's market that would do your flowers for you for really cheap. Yeah. So we did the big ceremony and party in August. Our local farmer's market, we were just wondering. They always have flowers. So we just went up and asked them, hey, do you have, are you able to make a few bouquets, a few centerpieces in just all white flowers. I don't even care the type of flowers, just medium bouquets. And they said, yeah, no problem. Charge me 20 bucks. Like per? 20 bucks per. We kept it under 100 bucks. I just needed a few floral arrangements for right. the stage and that was it. Use your local resources if you can. Going back to the wedding dresses, dresses with pockets are the best. If anyone compliments a dress I have and they happen to have pockets... I always say, thanks. It has pockets. We, we were watching something <laughs> and we saw a girl. It, it honestly could have been masked for all I know. But she was trying on dresses and put her hands in the pockets. And I was like, wait a minute. Those have pockets? Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow. I just thought it was like one unit and there's no holes. We see Emily with her mom, her sister, her grandmother. Everything's going great. I thought Emily looked good in her dresses. But then we get down to the ring conversation. And it sucks because we're reminded who Emily is again, just as in every single scene. Mom is completely right. She says marriage is not about the ring. It's about building a life together. This was an interesting power move to see someone buy their own ring. The sister's completely right. It's emasculating. Oh, definitely. This guy already got you a ring. That ring should be more valuable to you personally than a pretty ring you got yourself. Your future husband did what he could in that time to get you a ring. Yeah, they they even mentioned it. I mean, it's kind of where all our minds went. Well, what's going to happen if Kobe gives you this pretty baller ring or just a ring you really like 
in. What are you going to do with this other ring you've now, my air fingers, like, fallen in love with? She says, quote, I like what I like and I don't want anything less. At the cost of everyone else's feelings, opinions. But there's another rub. If Kobe gets you a ring and you hate it, are you just going to say, we'll proceed with mine, return that? Oh, and that's so sad. Yeah, that's... But she would not think twice about saying that either. Well, you no, can totally it, see it. But Emily's sister was right on. Like, she's going to have to learn to sort of release a bit of her control, a little bit of her power to just balance yep. out their relationship. In an interview, mom says that Emily needs to be more concerned about developing a relationship, but she's going to do what she wants to do. And I can't stand that we're constantly saying things that Emily needs to hear to her face, but only in interviews. Same with the dad. I Just stop. I bet you their sit down for the end of the season is going to be really interesting of what her parents say to her directly. I don't think they're ever going to say anything to her directly. They're going to place all the blame on Kobe. I can already see one of the questions that'll be asked in those sit downs is like, so are you still supporting them? Hell yeah. I can't wait for this reunion. It's going to be so good. Bring mom and dad out to the reunion. Jabri and his parents meet up for coffee. And I was wondering where Miona was during this time. Is she just sitting at home alone? I guess. Like, you what just else awkwardly are you doing? Say, hey, my parents invited me for coffee. Not you. Bye. Stay home. It's definitely not going to add to the tension at all. So initially, Jabri's mom said that she's disappointed in the lack of planning, and that's why her and his dad are not coming. But later, they say they're not coming because they do not agree, essentially, with the wedding at all. Who he's marrying and the fact that he's not ready. I was a bit torn on this. Their parents, and I'll honestly say (laughs) Jabri's mom, because I feel like she wears the pants in the relationship. (laughs) When she mentions, like, I never imagined missing your wedding, and she seemed very emotional about it. It's her choice. She could not miss it. Right. You could go because you just want to support the person you love, whether it's both people or one person, you're going (laughs) to support them. Yes. But now they've decided to basically, you know, protest the wedding of, well, we don't like her, so uh, we're not going to be there. I don't think it's appropriate and it's not fair to take out your opinion on someone on your son's wedding day. You've made it known. You've made it clear. Now go celebrate with your son. Do not add this extra stress and sadness to a day that he should be celebrating, regardless of if you don't like her. What do you think about Miona calling Jabri eight times in a span of 20 minutes during the last conversation he had with his mom? God, I mean, I feel like younger folks, they're... You need that constant access, I feel like. There's like constant... You know, that notification bell, that bing that kind of tracks you to the phone, whether it's, oh, I sent you a Snapchat. Oh, I sent you an Instagram or I tagged you in an Instagram photo. Oh, I tagged you on Twitter. There's like, you know, six ways to communicate right there in this 10 minute period. I'm like, man, is she really on him like that? But she also said calls. No, no, no. Yeah. I think she knew he was with his mom and she wanted to know everything that was going on. That would be weird as as adults of the home. I'll say adults of the home coming because they're the parents. I mean, it's their home. They don't feel comfortable having this conversation in their own house. That was a That's bit weird. Odd. When Jabri speaks to Miona after the meeting with his parents, she just rolls her eyes. She wants nothing to do with his parents. But as much as I say, well, the parents should suck it up and go to this wedding regardless, you don't add this stain to the day. I mean, I think very similarly about Miona. I'm not a fan of Jabri's parents at all. Mm. But I think to make it easier on your future husband, you do have to compromise. 
Not saying, yeah, I'd love it if your parents didn't show. During the episode, I said, man, Bree's like a really good actor. Like, isn't this all just bullshit? I mean, yeah, I think the already, whole thing's fake. So they're, they're decent actors. Because they're already married. Yes. Miona says that she would leave his ass if he wanted to keep dating and get married later, which understandable. I mean, you are doing the 90 day fiance process. There's no later. I honestly did like how firm she was on this. She's also not going back and forth either. It's going to happen now or it's never going to happen. Yeah. And I'm telling you it's never going to happen because I'm dropping your ass. <laughs> if, if, fine. if it doesn't go down this You're this letting trip. that be known. Now, I want to warn you all. Our next couple is Patrick and Thais, and I feel like I'm going to have some pretty controversial opinions, and I'm trying not to let my judgment of Thais cloud that, because I don't like her. And so I feel like I'm basing a lot on the fact that I don't like her versus what happened. Why don't you like her? Patrick is in a unique situation where he has a lot of childhood trauma. And she probably knows more than anyone what that involved. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't care. It's just infuriating. This guy needs a certain type of love and caring and understanding and patience. And she just wants her material objects and wants him to be understanding of her. And that's all that matters. His needs aren't really important to her. And I think he's generally a nice guy. And I think we're starting to see his patience waver a bit. Not that he's having trouble emotionally connecting with her. And he alludes to it as far as I don't feel comfortable being vulnerable yet. Mm -hmm. But that could also be a part of how deep of connections do you form because you're so used to loss. Whether that's falling out of a relationship with your family members or obviously maybe you and John didn't have any time together when you were young. So now you're trying to rebuild something. Is it sort of like a uh, he puts a shield up to protect himself from those emotions? So I think Patrick loves Thais a lot more than she loves him. Hmm. Do you think he can sense that? Is that why he's trying to, even though he's fully in, he's still trying to have a little bit of protection? I thought it was interesting that he decided to choose decorations on the house to sort of plant his, you know, his flag of like, no, like (laughs) I am not going this far. I've done I've done the hair, the eyebrows, the lashes, the nails, all great, fantastic. He says like, 10000 worth since she's been there. You know, that includes like food, clothing, yeah. all this stuff. And he's like, this is as far as like, I'm not doing this furniture shit. And he tried to say it as like, oh, I'm pretty practical. I'm not used to like having stuff okay. on the walls. As much as I'm defending Patrick here, and even in that sense, why take her at all then? Right. The, even in, it's funny, now even in maths, people talk about like, Let's get our own place to make it ours, you know, yeah. make it our new thing. And even though they've moved, yes, John's kind of gone with them, which, you know, for Thais, that's also kind of like a knock. But she doesn't see any part of herself in the home. I think that was something Patrick could have dealt with a lot better. A question. Just breaking down the initial thing right before we get into that. If he would have taken her to a Target, a TJ Maxx, Home Goods, hell, even Ikea, would she have accepted that? Or has she previously poo-pooed so many of those types of stores that he knew he would have to take her to a boutique? Mm, I don't we know. can do I, some I damage like, at Target. Well, I feel like a lot of those places, they have a such a good brand image as far as Target with their fans and Ikea. I don't think that's a hard sell. I mean, it's not great quality, but I love Ikea. I have so much fun. Well, you can get a lot of shit. Yeah. I think that would have been a little bit better than the store where you have to pay $500 for a carpet. 
Next question. Do you think that he knew how much this boutique would be? And so that bothered him once he got there and knew that? Or was this just what set him off? Because I think, again, he's losing his patience. So was this just the thing he picked? Or is it really about the cost? Okay, I feel like production plans a lot of this. Absolutely. So they need to run it by the store. Like, can we film in here? Mm Mm-hmm. We'll, Notice no we'll, one's in there. No one's in there. We'll put your name, you know, on TV, your, you know, your, your, your storefront. Maybe that goes to either getting free things or discounted things for the folks that are on the show that actually go there. I was actually impressed. Now, I don't know if Patrick would spend time looking it up, but I'm surprised because we always assume. What was it? James Allen? Was that the ring The ring thing at MAFS? Yes. Was it James Allen? It was well, James Allen. We always imagine whenever a name is thrown on camera, I mean, there's like some deal going on. I'm surprised even if he most likely had some deal with the furniture store, the artisanal furniture store. He only walked out with one thing, which is a freaking vase. Yeah. So I'll give a little bit more props to Patrick there. He could have just said, well, this is the only time we get this big of a discount from this place. I'm just going to buy a bunch of shit. He's like, nah, I'm really not down for this. Honestly, it shows you how much he wasn't acting. Like, he's was uncomfortable with all of this shit. I think he's just losing his patience. It had nothing to do with the store. It had all to do with how much money they're spending and the fact that she doesn't care what he thinks or feels. A couple of items that stood out to me was when Thais was complaining about him not caring about her or what she thinks. But... She doesn't give a shit about what he thinks either. Got this house, million dollars, Dallas. She just shit on it the whole time. Another thing that I caught on to was she talked about how controlling he was. Girl, you're the one that needs the location on 24-7. That's true. There's just absolutely no self-reflection. It's she didn't get what she wanted. So everything's Patrick's fault. He's controlling. He's manipulative. He's an awful guy. And eh, I just, there's so much more to it than that. Now, the income. Mm-hmm. There's a couple scenarios here. He's in debt. He doesn't want to admit he's in debt. He does give like, you... Like big debt. Yes. Mm. He says it fluctuates. His income fluctuates. Probably depending a little on your bit sales. of a red, red well, flag. Probably depends on your sales, right? Or he's comfortable. He probably has more than she even realizes, and he doesn't want that to be drained or affect their relationship in any way. Mm-hmm. So I can see both being possible. He's not right here. I'm a Patrick defender, but if you're going to get married, you do have to be open about income. Think about Stephen Noy. We all say Steve is a secret millionaire, but he still does need to tell Noy. There's... For married at first sight, sorry. Yeah, for Thais and Patrick, I'm, that's... That's tough. They've they've been dating for I think two years. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's two years. And I mean, if if you set a number, imaginary number like eighty k, okay, you might feel some type of way. But if then if you say two hundred and fifty k, I mean, are you gonna spend more money now that I've said I earn more? That's where I kind of feel like he thought it was going. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe, but he has to tell her. Regardless. Maybe they need to have like a conversation around their boundaries or, Hey, I make this much and I'm only, you know, for budgeting, I'm only comfortable spending X amount for like frivolous stuff, like more clothing or whatever. Yeah. They probably should have that. Cause honestly, even on her side, if she's, you know, she's got that love of, you know, things, items, she wants presents. (laughs) Yes. Love language. If you don't know what the limit is, it's almost like, well, what makes you stop? 
unless the person tells you like yeah which what just happened at the store like but stop. if that means so much to you isn't that a turn off yeah but i mean if i think you know if you're open honest up front in the beginning you might save yourself down the road if he says i make x amount and that's not acceptable to her maybe she could say this isn't acceptable to me <laughs> and would move on Patrick talks about how she doesn't need to be worried about it. She has her hair done, her nails done, brows, eyelashes, everything. Thais responds with, that's your job. And I'm curious what she thinks her job is in the relationship. So if Patrick came to her and said, okay, this is your job. You need to cook for me every day. Shit would hit the fan. Isn't it interesting what things are focused on in different couples? Yeah. I don't think we've even barely highlighted what is Thais going to do here. I think she's just going to live her life and be happy is the plan. Uh That's a dream right there. Just live your life. Be happy. Hell yeah. I didn't like Patrick's energy though. Eh, I'm petty. So I I, I get where he's coming from. I didn't like to take out the card (laughs) and some cash and kind of like slide it over and say, all right, yeah, go buy that painting. Yeah, go buy it. You know, just, eh, that was some bad energy. I get it. I get it. Thais is, um, I'm gonna give her a prop. She's pretty, like, she seems like a strong person. I mean, she straight up said. She was level-headed. She didn't she, take it well, to, like, well, another level, right, which right. is nice. But also was able to sort of, like, communicate up through this, like, yeah. situation that was going on between them. Also, I was annoyed that they didn't speak Portuguese. They were speaking English. And like, so there was, like, maybe I just when feel like they should speak the common language well, so that you, there is less confusion on both sides. I don't know. Maybe it was emotions you're pissed off maybe you just don't you know maybe patrick it takes him a little bit more thinking to get the words out in portuguese he's like i just need to communicate what's on my mind right now okay one thing before i forget thaiu says she basically has to be controlling and it is what it is because her dad cheated on her mom so that's the root of it and it is what it is Mm -hmm. but she's the only one allowed to do that patrick talks about his trauma past issues and he just needs to get over it Mm mm-hmm why? Why is there... Well, this happened in my past, so it's important and it ref... it reflects every single day. But you need to kick your brother out and you need to only be about me and we need to make this house a home. I see what you mean. I don't like it. I don't like it. She rubs me the wrong way. As soon as she didn't give a shit about even understanding where Patrick was coming from, you're kind of on my shit list. I don't yeah. e- I'm not even mad at her that so, she likes material things. That's not even what I'm annoyed at. So, so it was the moment that Patrick sort of told us that he spoke to her about what's going on, Mm -hmm. why John's around. And she's just being a brat and saying the house is small and he needs to get out and he can't have any space of his own. So from that moment on, you you basically jump ship on on Thais. You're like excommunicado. (laughs) Yes. See, controversial, because I think everyone is very against Patrick on this side. For example, why didn't you take her to Home Goods or something? Something in budget, if that's what you were worried about. But I don't see it that way. I think this is just, he was annoyed and he picked this to dig his heels in on. Mm. Not saying it's right, but I can just see where it's coming from. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not there with Thais just yet. I don't think I'm there just yet. Oh, and her calling other girls ugly and making Patrick call girls ugly? No. So turned off by that. You're not a good person. You did mention that in a previous episode. No. Okay. You got some shit you need to work on yourself. You're making me think here. (laughs) Sorry. The goal was not to bring you to my side. It was just to really explain all these little things that really made me think like, eh, not a fan of you. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, this next couple, I have to apologize to all of you because I have been saying Bilal's name wrong. 
We had a tweet from can't underscore be underscore copied. So can't be copied. <laughs> and they called me out and deservingly so. So I've been pronouncing it by lol. And I know why I did that. It's because when we first meet people, I write the names how I'm going to say it. And so from that moment on, I just wrote it wrong. And so I've been saying it wrong ever since. So I apologize for that. And also... They used a hilarious gift. So now if you're going to correct me, that's going to be a rule I make. You got to have a fun gift to come with it. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate you. I see you and I'm going to work on it. So Bilal and Shida traveled to Georgia to visit with his sister and to do wedding planning. Mm -hmm. The energy in this family is just a little off. We met mom before. We have met the sister already. And I can't tell if they're all very similar to Bilal or if they excuse his behavior. I would imagine they're more similar. That's kind of what I'm picking up as well because they don't see any problem with what he's doing because I think they do really similar things. It's almost like the whole history repeating itself. I mean, they're, for all we know, their father could have been very similar, kind of grew up like that. It just kind of continues. So they kind of just don't see his actions as any problem. As Shida is trying on dresses, Bilal's sister doesn't really take to Shida confiding in her about her brother very much. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's still defending him. I feel like she's coming up with excuses and kind of turning it back around on Shida very much so, like her brother does. Yeah, there's one quote from Bilal's sister that really kind of got me and I can't wait till we get into it. Let's just get into it now because okay, it yeah, awesome. pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, for real. Because you gave me this info. Yeah. And then this happened on this episode, which was a little much. Bilal's sister says, you've been engaged twice. Like, what's wrong with her? Okay. Bilal's been married twice, divorced twice. What is wrong with him? So this woman has standards for herself. She wanted to fall in love. She realized it's not going to work with this person. So let's make the mature decision to not move forward with a wedding. And somehow that is bad. Why is that worse than two divorces? Yeah, so in her eyes, the woman in the relationship being engaged twice is worse than the man being divorced twice. Yeah. And also. She also paints it all Shida's fault. They, I love, I don't love how they perfectly leave it out any single time that's brought up. That will not be mentioned that he's been divorced twice. No, we you, only talk about the down. one. You'll just put her down, but you won't talk about Bilal like that. Exactly. We find out that Shida has already told Bilal that she will not sign a prenup prior to the 90 days starting and her coming over on the visa. Mm-hmm. The fact that he had one drafted already without considering or speaking to her is so disrespectful. And the perfect time to bring this up is on a Ferris wheel. Do you notice that he brings up a lot of serious conversations on fun days? On like we can't just do it at home yeah, in the house. Yeah. We can't just enjoy the date. No, we need to fight. Did you feel him sort of distancing himself? He didn't feel like in it. I, I don't know. I well, mean, he was going to serenade her, but I, then she then she had to go and fight this prenup. It's her fault. Please don't sing to me. Please it's one of those weird you. mental things like, oh, you didn't like this thing that I was going to do for you? I'm going to punish okay, you. Okay, I'm going to punish you. 
Everything he does has secondary intentions. Everything, good or bad. Just, yeah, there's always a plan. Yeah, there's always something behind the action. Mm. You can never just be nice. What she says about the prenup was really understanding to me. She says that she just wants to know that she and the kids will be taken care of if they don't work. Mm-hmm. And he honestly can't say that he would take care of her or their kids. I think that they get into it on the next time on, but a good counter to that during that moment would have been, well, I want this modified so my kids will be taken care yes, of. Yes, and we see that next time, and I'm really happy that she wants to add language and have a meeting with a lawyer. So very short, but as always, infuriating segment with them. It's fight night for Benny. What the hell was old girl wearing? I feel like she, she was going to have a good night. And I appreciate it. I feel like she watched some Hollywood movies about boxing and was like, that's how I'm supposed to dress. I got to get a shiny dress and put my hair up for for my man. Hey, she can't let <laughs> Miss Angela outdo her in her red jumpsuit that I don't think she has taken off since the tell-all two years ago. Oh, that was weird to see her there. And it was very quick. Very oh, we quick. didn't like interview her or was, anything. Was she was just, very, just in the background. It was just very quick. And I, I didn't know they were friends like that. I didn't like that Ari, day of, is questioning if he should fight or do this. You sure you still want to fight? I'm like, well, thanks. This is the best day to ask me. Why are we spending... Yeah, like, let's not put that energy out there. Why are we spending the time, the money, the gas to go to training for two to four hours every day just for day of to come up and you go, I don't think so. I'm just saying, high stress moment, keep that energy Mm -hmm. way away from me. Yeah. Ari says basically that he should be prioritizing their relationship. And after this fight, that's what she expects. But I, the feeling I get is she won't be satisfied with him doing anything if it doesn't involve right. her all, 24-7. Yeah, all of his time has to be dedicated to her and Avi. Yeah, which, which is fine. A big chunk should it. be dedicated to your family. But two hours a day to yourself to train, I don't feel like is that bad. Two hours out of all the hours of the day? No no offense to the other couples. If you can't work is what I'm saying. No, no offense to the other couples. I feel like we always talk shit that all these people like don't have jobs. Like either they or, or because they can't work. They just can't yeah. work until um, they get their um, their visas. But I'm happy that Benny's doing something. I mean, I think for exactly. everyone, if, if let's say Ari did have a job where she like go in to do something versus on her phone as a social media manager or whatever. Yeah. I feel like he would be in some sort of like um, like loop, right? Like every every day is the same. Like yeah. I need to get out of the house and do something. So I'm happy. I think for him. it's okay for him to build relationships in a new country outside of her, and I think that pisses her off. I think you're right, especially if it's a woman. I think you're right. She's so mad about him training with this Melissa girl, but then we already know <laughs> oh, about we already know about Leandro. He's coming back on, and I never. I don't want to hear her bitching about him training with a woman ever I'm like, again. You're best friends with your ex-husband. This is just a training partner. You spent two weeks alone with him when you were pregnant and didn't tell Benny. Yeah, I don't know. No, that shit no, just fuck that. I don't know. This shit just annoys the hell out of me. The fight was 33 seconds long and it ended by submission, wait, which wait, is wait. very what, exciting. What did, you, what did you think was going to happen before the fight started? I had no idea. I okay. The kick was exciting. Okay. I feel like... MMA is really hard to judge because I swore I've watched some um, mixed martial arts fights where one guy looks freak athlete, super shredded. It's got all the moves and the other guy looks like dad bod. 
And the fucking dad bod guy like lands a good punch and the dude's just knocked out. This freak athlete guy's just on the floor passed out. So I'm like, how do you pick these fucking fights? But the guy across from Benny did look a little too much dad bod like. Okay, but you, it can go either way. I don't judge a whole lot on that. It's hard to judge. I'm like, well, at least Benny looks like he's got athleticism over this guy and maybe some power. When the fight started going, he actually landed a couple of shots. I was like, wow, did he actually get a knockout? The coach was so excited afterwards because he, he said he saw everything they worked on. They did the moves properly and mm-hmm. so excited to see. Yeah, it seems like he won by rear naked choke, mm-hmm. which is cool. He got a win. I mean, I don't think he can make any money off of it, but... Melissa probably taught him that. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> she should be credited. Yeah. No, but <laughs> it was it was cool to see him win. You can kind of tell that Ari kind of immediately like, well, it's about that time to shift that focus. <laughs> And then Benny's like, well, um, you know. This was just the start. I'm going to have another fight, so. Not a ton happened with Kara and Guillermo. Essentially, we saw nothing of them together. Guillermo decided to stay home as she went out with a friend. Shots immediately, followed by beers and other drinks. They're strong, man. I I don't think I've ever started a a food date with a friend with a shot. I'm such a lightweight. Me and Leon went out for beer, shot, and burrito this weekend. Yeah. And I napped immediately afterwards. It was so good. I can't hang. So while Kara and her friend were talking about the relationship and the friend kind of not so sly trying to explain how he doesn't think this is a good idea, one thing was said which I can fully agree with. Her friend says that it sounds nice that Kara wants Guillermo to put her in her place, but she would never allow that. And I think that's a lot of insight. Is this relationship based on what she thinks that she wants it to be? And then when it happens, she'll completely push back on what he is saying and what she possibly said prior. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that's pretty big theme in their relationship. So I'll be curious to see. I'm assuming we're going to build off of that next episode. On the next time on, we see Emily's dad, Emily's sister, and Kobe go shop for a ring. <sighs> so the sister is in on the... Yes. Yeah. And that puts her in a hard spot, because what did she say? Don't do this. She already has a ring. Or does or she, she say, like, Emily... Oh, don't get, don't get that one. Emily, don't Emily, take that price off. Well, Emily's not going <laughs> to like that ring, so you might want to get this ring over here. Yeah. Ari meets up with her ex-husband, and Leandro says, We are family now. No, Leandro, you are literally not a part of this family. Oh, God. Go date someone. Can Leandro get married already? That's what I'm saying. Just go do something away from this family. Like, Ari left you. Let's just end it. Then we see Jabri lecture. Oh, my God. Hold on. Can I stop you? Yeah. There's something deep with Leandro there. It's weird. No, because I'm assuming the parents were a part of the process financially, emotionally, to get him over here in the first place so mm-hmm. they're super committed like daughter found her man let's support well, him I mean, they were He's 10 a part years of the in at that point when 10 she years left. in i feel like there's this sort of we can't accept this as a failure vibe so they're very friendly or he's maybe just a nice guy and they just made great relationship with him maybe. that they're thinking like let's just keep but you never see the them together with the parents you only see him with ari that's true that's true also just a quick tidbit about that Ari keeps talking about how Benny's a dreamer and how she's not, she has no room to dream and she has to bring him down. And all I keep keep thinking about is how you left your husband because you wanted to be the dreamer and then you ended up with Benny. Stop pretending like that didn't happen. You're not super responsible. Stop. 
Then we see Jabri lecturing Miona on being a, quote, entitled millennial, end quote. He says this as he lives at home, driving his parents' car, and not having a job. I had a thought on that. Was that red truck like his dad's truck? I think it was. Because then he was driving someone else's car. So right now he either bought some used car or he's driving his mom's car. He's driving his mom's car. I'm just saying it's a parent's vehicle. You're an entitled millennial. Yes, I still live at home. (laughs) With no job driving my parents' cars. Okay. Yves tells Mohammed that she wants another child. And he explains that his future child has to be Muslim. They're just wasting each other's time. Well, we know they're still together. Right. So all of these quotey airfingers, deal breakers, we're just going to ignore them all until they all come to the surface. Great. That's a healthy relationship. I can't believe they're still together. After, yeah, after me that neither. photo dropped. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it. I thought it was it, he was going to be the one to say, I'm going home. You know, That's I'm it. going yeah. home. This ain't going to work out. I was honest with myself and my, you know, my wants and this wasn't it. Yep. Same. And here we are. Yeah, that was that was really a surprising revelation there. Shida wants a conversation with Bilal's lawyer, and she wants to add a time frame for children into the prenup. Yes. Incredibly smart of her. Yes. I love it. If he wants to play this game and he, everything hey, has to be on his timeline yeah, and he back. says that back. marriage is a business and he needs to protect it. Okay, well, let's go. We're both in business. Yep. Play the game. I loved it. I cannot wait to see his response. Yeah, he's going to come up with another excuse. You know, I'm not a pro at prenup here. I don't know if when you add things to the writing, I mean, does it mean if, okay, if you don't give me a kid, that that initiates some kind of like, I could get divorced and like still get stuff. Or it usually, you miss this mark, so you owe me X amount of money. So yeah, it essentially is, this happened, so this happened. Like, or this didn't like, happen, like so you, this happened. Uh, it's in writing to give me a kid in three, four years. Four years have passed, no kiddo. Yeah, something, also, something executes. I've seen it be... You get this much if you make it to 10 years of marriage. You mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. all depends on timelines, essentially. Yeah, speaking with the lawyer is definitely going to be... It's good. I'm very good. glad. Then we see Thais surprise Patrick while they're in Vegas at a wedding chapel. And I would have the exact same reaction. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't getting fucking married no. in there. I mean, it's pa- cute, Patrick but Elvis thinking, is not married. Patrick me. might be thinking about some prenup stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe. You know, I don't know if there's a quick prenup service in Vegas. There probably is, but I, maybe not that maybe. quick. Anything else on this episode? No, no, it was good stuff. Um, making some progress. We think we all did time jumps. It feels like everyone's at the 30 day mark or under. Mm-hmm. God knows how many episodes are going to be in this season. Oh, I know. And who will end up on Happily Ever After? Emily and That's Kobe funny. for sure. Oh, uh, Jabri Miona. You think so? Oh, God. Can we just not? They yeah, probably they are, would. but I they, would. Yeah, they would. Mm. Yeah, they would. Gross. They would. I don't even want to watch Yves and Muhammad. They just stress me out. There's nothing fun here. Hmm. I don't think uh, Bilal and Shida would because they seem, they are fairly conservative. I think yeah. doing another, you know, like another season might be a little much. All right. That's all I have. You? No, that's all I have. Thank you all so much. Thank you. I hope you have a good week. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.